0: Primarily, the business services functions are going it alone. The effort to improve stakeholder experience is only a broader enterprise initiative for a minority of these responding companies, but pretty much HR trying to do it on their own. It's technology trying to do it on their own. Very few have an enterprise-wide goal or program in place that is trying to drive that experience holistically. And that's probably one of the reasons we have this slow progress.
1: Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance.
2: Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, covering the results from our recent research on improving the stakeholder experience. I'm Gary Baker, Global Communications Director for the Hackett Group, and your host for today's podcast. And my guest is Rick Pastor, Senior Director and Technology Research Advisor. Hi, Rick. Hey there, Gary. Rick, why don't you start out just by telling us a little bit about this study?
0: Sure. Well, the whole employee experience, customer experience concept is a major aspect, as you know, of Hackett's digital world-class performance benchmark. We've been seeing as companies transform and modernize digitally, they are changing the way they deliver for their customers, and the way they enable their workforces to be effective and productive, especially over the last two COVID years that we've had. So we wanted to explore further how companies are improving the experiences of their stakeholders. And we looked at this across the business services functions, finance, human resources, procurement, global business services organizations, and of course, the technology function. At global and mid-sized, global mid-sized and large enterprises. Now, what we really wanted to find out was how companies are improving, not only what they're trying to improve about that experience, but what's been working best to move the stakeholder satisfaction needle. And it's important to explain what we, how we define stakeholders for the survey Respondents, We limited it to employees of these organizations, both internal employees, but also partners such as trading partners and suppliers and third party service providers, folks that directly engage with and consume the services provided by IT and those other business services functions. So it's not the end customer, the retail customer that we're talking about here it's basically employees and and those others that are directly connected into those systems and engage with the business that way.
2: Okay. What were the big picture findings? Well, we found that it's a that changing and improving the, the
0: uh, stakeholder experience is a strategic priority. It, it's high on the list. It's it's among the top 3 or 4 strategic priorities of these businesses of these respondents along with agility and Revenue supporting innovation and, and new revenue and so on so it's it's really high up there it's not a it's not an afterthought but we also found that progress has been slow in building that experience uh, for the next generation so it's it's the goal is there and there is some progress but it's it's probably been slower than than it should be or that these companies have wanted. We also found that primarily the business services functions are going it alone. The effort to improve stakeholder experience is only a broader enterprise initiative for a minority of these responding companies. But pretty much, it's um, it's HR trying to do it on their own. It's technology trying to do it on their own. Uh, very few have a uh, an enterprise wide goal or program in place that is trying to drive that experience uh, holistically. And and that's probably one of the reasons we have this slow progress. We also found that improvement methods really do work well, but they're not heavily adopted. So there's more room to uh, adopt some of these practices that the ones who use it say that it really works. So we're hoping that we can encourage greater adoption of these various practices we'll talk about. And then finally, There are several actions and success factors that move the stakeholder experience needle much faster and further. And we'll spend some extra time talking about what these are. So these would be the things to do if you're really behind and you really want to make fast progress. So we'll talk about
2: that. Well, you know, when you talk about stakeholder experience, what kinds of experiences are companies actually targeting for improvement? Yes, we found that
0: three were predominant collaborating with the function on projects and initiatives was the most common type of stakeholder experience or engagement that was targeted by these improvement initiatives. Second was more of the transactional engagement with the various functions as opposed to the more strategic collaborative, which was number one. Number two was the transactional. And that that includes requesting and receiving services and self-service touch points, things like that. And the third was to really Im- improve the collaborative capability between stakeholders, not between stakeholders and the function, but between stakeholders and other stakeholders. So that is enabling the connect- the connective capability or the connectedness between HR and finance or between sales and marketing and so forth. So that's that was number three. By the way, then uh, I want to mention that Uh, among the respondents, we separated out top performers as a group. And top performers had, it was basically about 14% of our respondents, and they had the most progress in elevating their experiences based on how they've been tracking them and measuring them over the last few years. And these top performers, they target more of these types of experiences than the peer group, those who are not achieving that top level. The peer group basically targets fewer of these types of engagements than the top performers. And I think that's important because the overall collective experience of stakeholders is a sum of these various types of engagements with the function. And uh, so fixing and, and elevating one but not others Doesn't move the needle as far. You really need to approach it more holistically, like the top performers have been
2: doing. What does the study tell us about the investments that organizations are making and, and whether that's making a big difference?
0: Yeah, this costs money to improve this stakeholder experience. It's an investment. And what we've seen is that the most improved group actually increased their investment over the past two years at nearly twice the rate of the peer group. So the most improved group actually increased their investment in these experience-improving initiatives 9% over the last two years, whereas the peer group increased that investment 5%. Now, top performers who are getting the highest rates of stakeholder satisfaction, they are expecting to increase their investment about 9, 9 9.5% over the next couple of years going forward. And basically, they've told us that direct initiatives to improve experiences of their stakeholders is about 11% of their total transformation portfolio investment over the next one to two years. So there's a benchmark for you from the group that's doing the best. It's about a little more than $1 out of every 10 is going directly to stakeholder experience improvement.
2: That, that seems quite significant, Yes.
0: Well, it depends on how big their transformation budget is or their transformation allocation is for their function. But yeah, it's not a small amount. It could, it could be bigger and, and there could be other initiatives that affect experience, but it's not a direct initiative with that as a goal.
2: What are the most effective methods that companies are using to improve stakeholder experience? Right. This is important.
0: The top five methods were ranked by all respondents in terms of their impact. And the number one was what you might expect. It's the routine, regular interaction of the function employees with their stakeholders. So it's it's not a system you put in or a governance process or something. It's face-to-face or virtually direct connections between, and it builds a relationship. So that's, and it also makes sure that you know what your stakeholders really are thinking and you're really up to speed on their needs because you have that regular cadence of interaction with them. The number two most effective approach was having employees have some sort of evaluation and even compensation tied to the experience satisfaction rates of their stakeholders. So really making it linked to evaluations and reviews, performance reviews, and in some cases, compensation as well. That's number two. Number three was deploying those all-important tools that enable virtual and hybrid workforces to engage with each other. Those technologies and tools that we've been really ratcheting up since March 2020, when we had many companies affected by the the shutdown of the economy over the COVID pandemic. And number four... There's a whole category of voice of the customer tools, Gary. Maybe you haven't heard that term before, but there are things like applications that actually integrate feedback into employees' day-to-day processes. So they're they're able to say, "Hey, that was a great experience working with this the help desk after the conclusion of of the that engagement." And the tools collect this kind of feedback in real time. And they distribute it to all the all the key people that that need to see this on an ongoing basis. In some cases, into an experience dashboard, which uh, you can look at and and see updated in real time. And number five to round out the top five is actually linking the performance evaluation and compensation of function leaders to employee to uh, experience satisfaction. So earlier, number two was just linking the employees who have that face-to-face interaction with with stakeholders, linking their review to satisfaction rates. But number five was actually the leaders of those functions. So the the CIO in the case of of the technology fund. Now I'd like to add that more top performers apply these practices than peers. Uh, Top performers, 61% higher deployment of these five capabilities and and actions than the peer group. In addition, respondents that have had the greatest rate of improvement over the past two years, they differentiate themselves by actually tying stakeholder-facing employee evaluations and compensation to peer satisfaction, experience satisfaction. They do that three times more than all the other respondents. So, That tells us that putting your employees' compensation and evaluation numbers, tying those directly to experience satisfaction makes for a faster improvement than otherwise.
2: And then kind of on the other side, there are also some very effective approaches that this study found that uh, many companies are simply not making use of. Uh, You want to talk about those a little bit?
0: Yeah, this is kind of when you compare uh, satisfaction rates I mean, um, uh, satisfaction, improvement, effectiveness of some of these actions with how, you know, what's the level of adoption of those. We do see a few that are highly effective for those who use them, but not many are using them, unfortunately. So these are the ones where we're advising people to really kind of uh, take a look at this and, and try to put it into your portfolio if you can. So... Two of them are what we just mentioned, which is tying either the employees or the leaders' employee evaluations and compensation to the experience goals and metrics that you're um, that you've adopted. Those two things are highly effective, but a lot of companies have had trouble implementing that kind of linkage. Another one is really looking at omni-channel interaction platforms so that your stakeholders have more than one way to interact with the technology function. In a sense, we have omni-channel capabilities for external customers, and they can come in and do business mobily or or in person in many cases or through various other means. But we don't have as much of an omni-channel capability for our internal employees. So that's one that really makes a difference and uh, should be adopted to a greater extent. And lastly, uh, in that category, specifically for the technology function, is involving stakeholders in solution development to a greater degree, such as with DevOps. We all know that that's um, increasing in terms of um, how organizations develop new solutions, but it's not widely adopted um, as of yet across the business services functions and it's it's definitely an improvement in experiences so we want to see that broadened out as well
2: that's great what can you say about critical success factors and you know what kind of really separates the top performers from everybody else
0: yeah there are a few that seem to really make a difference uh, if they're present or not if they're not you you have less uh positive results less movement and experience improvement. So number one is the function leaders have to have a commitment to this. So the CIO has to be behind this 100% and really make it part of the goals of the strategic goal of of the function. It also helps if your business overall has a culture that's oriented toward stakeholder experience. If your culture in the business is, is to really focus on this CX for external customers, it'll also transfer to f- focusing on it for your internal stakeholders as well. That culture is really elevates the, the play field for this experience improvement. There's also the maturity of the functions business partnering organization and processes makes a big difference. So if you've really got a business relationship manager role that is up to date and it is strategic and it is you know very effective, then experiences can be improved to a much greater degree. And Hackett's done other research on this, uh, modernizing the business relationship manager role for technology. And, and we do see that there's movement there, but there are still a lot of companies that have a, a relatively low-level unstrategic uh, business relationship manager role and process. And that that gets in the way, actually, of improving stakeholder experiences. So that's important, an important one to focus on. Clearly defined goals are important and also metrics. How, how do you measure stakeholder experiences going forward? And um, is, it a, is it a modern set of KPIs that you're looking at? and And lastly, number five is just just talent. Um, the tra- talent and training of the folks that interact with stakeholders from your function. That's also critical. We've also got a set of uh, attributes that um, not necessarily the same critical success factors, but attributes that really help push push uh, this forward. So again, top level sponsorship from the business, not just your function but from the business, really um, differentiates top performers, and having not only well-defined goals but also accountabilities. Whose job is it to see the stakeholder experience improve? and And it's not it's it's, it's not only the people who interact daily with these stakeholders, but it's their bosses. it's it's the C-suite in some cases, so you really have to define that who who's who's got this responsibility and accountability if it improves or if it doesn't improve, and also well-defined initiatives. So you, you can't just have a general goal of hey, let's measure and periodically and see how we're doing and try to make some ad hoc improvements based on the results. You have to have a well-defined initiative that your your team is behind and understands. Um, Speaking of the well-defined initiative, we found that, again, organizations that had the greatest level of improvement in stakeholder experience rates, they actually link their initiatives to a broader digital transformation program for the function or the enterprise. It's part of that whole modernization of operations and processes. And this is... um, Something that we see among the most improved organizations that responded—they have that linkage to digital transformation programs—and they're doing that at basically twice the rate of everyone else in the study. So how does this help? Well, it really gives them an enterprise-level commitment to this to this effort. It also provides oversight and potentially additional funding uh, because it's part of this digital transformation engagement. And overall uh, holistic program. So that's going to accelerate impact, we believe. And that's why these companies have seen the best, uh, fastest increases in their um, experience KPIs.
2: That's great. Um, what about technologies? What technologies are companies deploying to, you know, in support of improving stakeholder experience? Well,
0: obviously, more and more
2: employee engagement
0: is happening through and and with technology. So there are actual technology initiatives, technology-centric initiatives that people are are putting in place to help improve the experience satisfaction. It's an accelerator, what we found. So again, the companies that have made the fastest improvement, not necessarily reaching the top Scores in Net Promoter Score or customer satisfaction scores that that we've recorded through the survey—they're not necessarily, you know, at the highest level, but they've made the most fastest increase from wherever they were to wherever they are now by leveraging technology more than other companies. So technology could be considered an accelerator in this effort. The technologies that really stood out. Collaboration tools, again, this is to help the remote and hybrid workforce really still function as a team. That's huge. Second were self-service systems for transactional types of uh, engagement. The better they are, the better experience you're going to deliver. And knowledge management tools were also critical. People need to know where they can find out information and who they need to talk to and the better these knowledge pools are, the better the stakeholder feels about their engagement in, in the business. Those are three big ones. And I mentioned before omnichannel service delivery was something that wasn't being done enough and it's very effective. So that's on this list as well.
2: We certainly covered a lot of ground here. Any other final recommendations before we sign off? Well, to put it all together, you
0: know, for the highest experiences, you really need to pursue program level improvement initiatives. So the objectives, the metrics, the accountabilities, they all need to be clearly defined as part of your initiative to advance the stakeholder experience. You really need strong commitment from above, and you really have to measure. We didn't talk about measurement frequency, but Top performers measure the stakeholder satisfaction rates or net promoter scores. They, they measure and analyze those more frequently. We're saying it, make sure it's happening at least twice annually on a formal basis. But ideally, you need to check the pulse of your stakeholders continuously in some fashion. Another major recommendation we have is to expand the improvement method adoption in general and especially make sure that you're having routine, regular interaction with stakeholders, that you're, uh, you've you deployed those collaboration tools that really in, uh, empower the remote and hybrid worker, and um, that you're, you're using some sort of voice of the customer tool, some sort of application that collects and analyzes customer feedback. Uh, if you don't automate that in some way, it's just too difficult to do, and it won't get done on a regular regular basis. Uh, another recommendation is make sure you've got some critical success factors in place what we talked about that the business partnering or relationship management organization is mature and up to date and strategic make sure you've got uh, clearly defined goals and metrics as part of your part of your effort and lastly uh, to accelerate improvement you know adopt the approaches that were associated with the respondents who had the greatest gains in satisfaction levels. These were uh, linking your improvement to digital transformation as a program, if you can, getting some additional resources for it, making sure you uh, target data access and and knowledge management as uh, areas of of, um, improvement because we found that, uh, again, organizations that had the greatest degree of improvement, we're, we're spending more of their effort on the data aspects of stakeholder experience and the knowledge access of those stakeholders as well. That's, that really seems to get to the heart of what matters to these folks. I mean it's 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 one thing to solve their service desk request on first contact. Okay, that's great. But what's really moving the business needle for these stakeholders is effective access of data and that the data is reliable and it's available when they need it. So um, that's, that's kind of the, the digital key to the heart of these stakeholders, if you will. And lastly, consider technology as an accelerator. It's not going to solve everything. It's not the only approach you should be taking, but putting in better technology for stakeholder experiences is going to move the needle quickly.
2: Rick, you've certainly given us a lot to think about and a lot to, to consider. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to, to cover this with us today.
0: Yeah, I was glad to.
1: Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehacketgroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this, or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackettgroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackettgroup.com.